What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Happy day after Easter, everybody. I hope you guys are doing well and that you're not too churched out from all the stuff that we had going on this whole weekend at New Vision. It's crazy. What, seven services, two Thursday services, a Good Friday services, and then normal Sunday. It's just been a jam-packed, great weekend to celebrate uh, Jesus' resurrection. And so I I pray that that energy uh, still finds you this morning or whenever you're listening to this podcast, just blessed in the resurrection of Christ. And so along with that, we continue this week, is uh, this coming Sunday is our Raised to Life celebration, where we have a particular emphasis on baptism and, and the, the post-resurrection and, and just kind of that energy is still going and where the church is still alive. This is the age of the church and he's, his God's doing his, his mission throughout us, the Great Commission, and so we get to be a part of that. We get to do that. And so with that said, this is a special, another special week. We've got five days this week and then another five days uh, next weekday, uh, weekdays, that we're going to be talking about being raised to life. And so we thought this would be a good opportunity. Uh, a lot of times on the, the podcast, and, and this serves a purpose, we're reading God's Word together, right? That's that's the focus. We introduce ourselves, we read the the word verbatim, we make a couple teaching points, and then a practical takeaway for y'all to just really, a lot of you use this as your quiet time, your devotional, supplementary Bible reading type thing. And so, uh, but with that said, a lot of times on these podcasts, you hear people like me or other staff members, and it's like, who's that? I didn't even know they were on staff. Who's this? Like, what's going on? And so, with that said, it was kind of the similar format, but these these next coming episodes are the Race to Life special series where we're going to just give you our testimony. Some some folks, we won't do all staff or all the people that do these episodes, all, all these podcasts, but some folks will be giving their testimony when God raised them to life. And, and so I'm going to give the practical takeaway first instead of at the end of this episode because that that really is the practical takeaway you guys i was just thinking you know if you've listened to the the new vision podcast for long or just been around i think i I, for some reason i have this memory of like this is like the third or fourth time i've told my story or you've heard parts of it or something like that and so that is the takeaway you all should not be i mean i'm not the hero of my story right y'all should not be getting tired or, or having to, to put too much effort into telling your story and telling it often and telling it repeatedly, because that is the number one tool that God has given us into spreading the gospel to fulfilling the Great Commission. Go, therefore, make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey all I have commanded you. I'm with you till the end of the age. And since he's made us right with him, and at some point we were separated from God and we were made right with him, we have a story to tell where Jesus is the hero of our story. And so that's my challenge to you today today, and the rest of this coming week as you hear our stories as staff and, and pastors and people who are, who are you know, recording these episodes that you get good at practicing, maybe writing it down, get, just get good at it. Maybe put it on your Facebook, talk to your coworker at lunch, whatever it is that you get good at telling your story and telling it often. And so... This is Andrew Cloud, Cloud, Race to Life. This is my story. So I grew up 
I'm, I'm going to kind of try to be succinct here. I grew up in and out of a different denomination church, right? My dad went to this church because his parents went there, my grandma and granddad, and it was the right thing to do, right? You got to go to church and yeah, you, your grandma wants you at church. You better go to church, right? Okay. So it's, it's you know, this kind of uh, religious overtones, do the right thing, morality, um, you know, that kind of stuff. My mom did not go to this church. She was agnostic, which is, you know, like a soft atheist, basically a fancy way of saying, I don't know if there's a God, you know, that, you know, liberal kind of mindset. And so there was this divide in the family. And uh, I remember from an early age, just kind of wrestling with, I think I might be an atheist and being more intellectual in questioning the faith. I think it's because I'm witnessing that, uh, you know, our family wasn't united in the spiritual matters. And so, um, anyways, fast forward all the way to high school, as I was in and out of this more liberal denomination, uh, and, and just by the time I get to high school, I'm like, well, that's stupid, you know, not, not, not being super mean or anything, but just really antagonistic to, uh, the things of faith, faith, um, that they, they just seemed irrelevant to me because the church I grew up in, it, the seem to be the focus, you know, I say seem to be, and all children are poor historians, but my recollection is that the the kind of tone and message I got at this church that uh, my, my dad and his parents went to was just kind of like, everybody love, everybody love, like that kind of like, so I'm kind of rolling my eyes, and you know, by the time I'm in high school, I just think it's irrelevant, and intellectually, I'm somewhat against it, right? So in high school, I was not the greatest dude. I wasn't liking drugs or drinking and, I mean, I mean a little of that, that stuff. But, uh, you know, not not craziness. You know, you're just a high school kid in East Tennessee being stupid, doing things I shouldn't be doing, like all teenagers. And so um, I, I kind of started to build this reputation of being like, well, I'm, I'm not a Christian and I'm going to make a thing of it. I wouldn't, you know, they had the prayer at the flagpole thing at my high school. I don't know if high schools still do that. Um, but they, they were doing that. And then some of the Christians would get together, have FCA, that kind of stuff. And I, I would just, you know, be in pretty public, jeer them and kind of, uh, you know, just sarcastic towards that antagonistic. And so anyways, I had built this reputation. And along with that, as far as my journey was like, you know, not the super popular kid. I was definitely very social in high school. I had friends in all sorts of different groups, right? Uh, and I was in band, so I'm a band nerd, but I had jock friends and, you know, the the valedictorians as friends and the nerds and all, all sorts of people. Anyways, so, but I still, you know, like all kids, struggle with insecurity and felt bad about myself. And, well, what does those people have to do? Well, they have to find someone else to pick on. And so... um because I was picked on, I decided I was going to find me another target, and I picked this guy. Uh, he was in band with us, and he was a couple, I think a couple grades below me. His name was Jacob Rogers, and uh, we just, not super mean stuff, but just kind of razz him and, you know, pick on him and stuff. And uh, I just remembered that he always took it and, like, continued to pursue a friendship with me. And so it's really weird, but at some, we, we kind of were friends, but as if there was a big group around us, then, like, I would... Not, I'm going to kind of betray that friendship and kind of put him down a little bit. But he continued to be my friend, and you see where this is going. So he was a Christian, and he was trying to witness to me. And uh, there's another element to my story where in high school there was this girl, right? And uh, I, I, guys, you're listening. I know a lot of you have a similar story. You're interested in this girl, and, well, oh, she goes to that First Baptist Church over there. And, oh, wait, Jacob goes there too. Here's my inn. 
And so you kind of start hanging around that group and, but then they're like, well, you're not a Christian and, you know, you need to accept Jesus and, you know, I can't date anybody unless they're a Christian, you know, that kind of stuff. And so while I was trying to hang around there in very duplicitous nature, long story short, my senior year of high school, I get home from school and there was a message on our answering machine and it's Jacob and he is really nervous and he's saying, hey, hey, Cloud, um, we're having a Bible study at this, the coffee shop and this was Grounds and Sounds Coffee Shop, okay? Grounds and Sounds Coffee Shop, and uh, we were wondering if you want to come. And so I'm like, immediately, now you can't see me over the microphone, but I'm like grabbing the shirt, my shirt, and like tugging. Like something is tugging me that's outside of me to go to, I, I just, I, I, want, I want to go there. Like I want to be there. Internally, I like coffee, right? That's an easy in, right? So I like coffee. And also, I thought this girl was going to be there. And I did not have pure motives. So just being honest with you, that's my story. And so, but ultimately, I'm tugging my shirt here, but like something is tugging me to get to Grounds and Sounds Coffee Shop in Powell, Tennessee. I want to go and go to this Bible study and I go and there's something supernatural about what is awakening in me. And I get there and it's these two older youth pastor guys and, you know, a group of teenagers and they're going through the book of Romans. And uh, many of y'all have read Romans, but it's not necessarily one that you start unbelievers on to to witness to them in the faith. You usually go with books like the Gospel of John or something like that. But they're like, I don't remember what chapter they're on, but um, they're, they're into some deep theology stuff. And, you know, they're, I think they're maybe kind of, a, well, what about this? And, you know, point and counterpoint type thing. And, Needless to say, they get to the concept. I, I particularly remember the concept of you know God's wrath, right? God's wrath and His justice, and and Paul is you know dealing with that as he's writing the, the to the Romans. And my head is just turned sideways like a beagle, right? Like, huh? What was this? So you got to remember where the denomination I kind of came out of as a child was like love and peace and gotta be friends with everybody and, and now I'm hearing like you're a sinner and wrath and you know I'm, I'm being hyperbolic there but you see this like it really captured me now some people have the exact opposite story where they grew up under a legalistic church and they're being yelled at all the time and they hear about God's love and that that brings them in so like finally my story God is putting this this picture together of uh on one line, right, on a horizontal line, I'm, I'm, I'm tracing across the sky here, you have his love, his mercy, his kindness, his forbearance, his forgiveness, like, and then a vertical line intersecting is coming up, and it's they're about to intersect each other, and it's like wrath and justice and, you know, the, the severity of God, and all of a sudden, they intersect perfectly on the cross, and I'm like, ah, Jesus finally makes sense to me. This love and, and all this stuff that you're talking about finally is something worthy of worship because of how bad we are, and and it balances out that God's God the Son saved us from God the Father, based on it. And I didn't fully understand that, and that's a good thing. We worship a God that is so big, so mysterious, and so awe-inspiring that we just drop to our knees. And I started to ask questions at this Bible study. Now these two youth pastors like just, like they made this beeline to me. And uh, afterwards, they they cornered me. <laughs> it was uncomfortable. It was awkward. It was weird. I was trying to leave. Uh, I was really interested, but at the same time, like that girl wasn't there, and I'm I'm ready to go home, right? But they cornered me, and they asked me all the questions, like, 
if you knew your plane was going to crash and Jesus was a parachute, would you put them on? You know, like, uh, you know, blah, 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 all these little analogies. And I'm like, ah, kind of squirming. And finally, like, all right, Clyde, we'll let you go. But le- just answer one question. If you were to leave this coffee house and get into an accident and, and die, which happened a lot at my high school, uh, we had a huge crash and death mortality rate. Um, so that they asked me the question, like, and you died, where would you go? I just kind of like looked at my feet and shuffled. And I was like, hell. And I knew it. And that same, I'm tugging at my shirt again, that same outward pulling is just like convicting me. And so they offered to to pray that sinner's prayer with me. And I remembered they, they went through the sinner's prayer and it was like, repeat after me. And like partway through it, I forgot what they were saying. I, I just couldn't. Re- so I was just like, yup. <laughs> and so it's not perfect, but that was my first words as a baby Christian at Grounds and Sounds Coffee House. It was a Tuesday. It was raining outside. I know the chair I was sitting in. Um, and so that that's my story is when Andrew Cloud was a dead person made alive. Andrew Cloud was raised to life. Now, when they were studying the book of Romans, I have a piece of scripture here for you that really just paints the picture of exactly what God was doing in me. Obviously, this outward tugging is the Holy Spirit illuminating the gospel to me, convicting me of sin and regenerating me and, and, and presenting the gospel to me. And I say, yes, right? So verse 8 of Romans uh, chapter 5, Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that is my story. I went to that coffee shop uh, with impure motives that day. Whether you get saved at seven years old or 70 years old, we still have sin inside of us. And that is why we worship God and worship Jesus, because he's not waiting for us to be cleaned off and be perfect and have the right motives before we get saved. He saves us despite the worst things about us, which will rear their heads at different point in times. But we are sealed with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will not leave us the way we are. And that's this the scripture I want to leave you with as you hear my story, and hopefully it encourages you if you have a similar story or maybe a different story that you're seeing how God worked and moved in your life to save you while you were a sinner. And so I've, I've rambled on a little too long in this podcast. Hope you're still listening, but stay tuned tomorrow. Bob Landham's going to be with us, and he has a great story as well. Stick with it, guys. Remember, start writing your story down. That's the takeaway. Write your story down, get good at telling it, and we'll see you tomorrow on the New Vision Podcast. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.